0: Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is Five O Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 923 FM. Here's what you need to know. Hello, and welcome to the Phoenix Five O Info. I'm your host, Lieutenant Vince Lewis of the Phoenix Police Public Affairs Bureau. We're coming to you from Phoenix Police Headquarters in downtown, and I'm here today joined by Commander Gabe Lopez. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Thanks for being here.
1: Uh, thanks for having me.
0: So the mid-year crime stats have just been released by uh, Interim Police Chief uh, Sullivan. Uh, what we're learning is that total violent crime is down by 2%, but within that, uh, we're taking a look at homicides. So, Commander Lopez, you lead the Violent Crimes Bureau, which houses our detectives uh, that work the homicide unit, Correct. That is correct. But you also do other things, too, within that bureau.
1: Yeah, so we uh, have the robbery unit. Uh, we investigate assaults. We also have a newly developed non-fatal shoot team and uh, crime gun intelligence unit.
0: So good news of sorts to report, homicides in Phoenix are down 13.3% compared to this time in 2022. So we're looking at the time between January to June of 2023. And with that, the homicide clearance rate is ninety-six point nine percent. And these are FBI UCR numbers. So I'm throwing a lot of acronyms out there, but uh, I I just kind of want to dig a little bit into that. So when we're talking about homicides, Commander, can you define to us what it is from the Phoenix Police uh, Violent Crimes Bureau perspective? What do we consider homicide?
1: Yeah. So currently the Phoenix Police Department uses our uh, UCR, which is Uniform Crime Reporting, as our um, criteria of what we classify crimes. Um, it's, it's been around a hundred plus years. So it is, it, it is, uh, kind of the metric that we've used for, for many years. And as it relates to homicides, it's a uh, willful killing of another. So it's essentially criminal acts of one person killing another person and, uh, doesn't include accidents, things like that. So it, it's, it's, um, kind of what everyone believes,
0: you know, sees as what a murder is. So a willful killing of others, not including accidents, but there's other situations that might not qualify for this count.
1: Sure. So uh, justifiable um, homicides such as a, a homeowner, uh, shooting, uh, unfortunately having to kill like an intruder, uh, justifiable, yeah, self-defense, a police shooting, if it's a justifiable police shooting, those do not count as homicides.
0: That's after we take a look at it from the county attorney's perspective, from your folks' perspective, we dig deep into those officer-involved shootings, correct?
1: That is correct. And, and, and as well as citizen-involved self-defense claims. So those things aren't decided by us. Obviously we're the fact finders and we document them in reports, but then they'll go over to our county attorney and they have a, a a review board that looks at our shootings or police-related shootings, as well as
0: those from citizens. So despite the amount of hours of training and and the good intentions that we have going out there, just because we're police officers and we're armed the way that we are and we take the actions that we do, doesn't give us a complete exoneration off the top. No, that's correct. No, everything is based on the fact and the situation. So we're talking with Commander Lopez from the Violent Crimes Bureau, who also leads the Homicide Unit. and you mentioned UCR, Uniform Crime Reporting. That's a, a metric that uh, the FBI kind of gives yes, the correct. definitions for? Uh,
1: that was established by the FBI in 1920, I believe. So like I said, it's been around over 100 years.
0: And other departments contribute their statistics to this?
1: Yeah, the whole point of it was to find a way to have some uniformed or consistent crime reporting across the country so that um, you know departments
0: would do it similarly so that you could actually compare one to another. Maybe this is kind of a loaded question, but what does it not include? and we talked a little bit I know about definitions about things that are not counted and things but do you get a clear picture of uh, of the statistics the actual street level statistics from the UCR numbers
1: yeah so we we as a department and i think that cry goes across the country really focus on part 1 crimes not to minimize part 2 crimes but part 1 crimes are your your homicides robbery rape and then it's on the property side, there's theft, motor, uh, motor vehicle theft, arson. So really the, the bigger crimes, just to get a snapshot, obviously, again, not to minimize the smaller ones, but uh, most departments
0: focus on um, tracking the Part 1 crimes, which are, again, established by the FBI. So let's break down what we know about the homicides that occurred from January to June of 2023. Uh, the numbers that we're looking at is 98 homicides occurred, and those are the homicides that count for the for the descriptions that we're we're looking at. Nine, 98 lives lost under a variety of circumstances, uh, and there were others. There was about 14 additional others that don't fit that definition. Of those 98, 81.6% involved a firearm, 9.2% involved a knife, 5.1 blunt force trauma, 2% had like an other weapon or some other item, 1% strangulation. And one percent just didn't fall into a category, or we just don't know. They're just—it's just a part of the equation, that part of the puzzle that we don't have. But I want to talk about the gun number that stands out: eighty-one point six percent of the uh, UCR homicides involved a firearm. Uh, how are we dr- addressing that as a department?
1: Well, so gun crime obviously is is something that impacts the country coast to coast, and here in Phoenix, uh, we're no different. Obviously, um, so. It is something we focus on. And uh, recently, Chief Sullivan implemented a crime reduction plan, and that plan really focuses on trying to get guns out of the hands of people who shouldn't have them. And so we're trying to identify those who are prohibited from possessing weapons, and there's there's several ways that you can become prohibited, uh, primarily by being convicted of a felony crime. Uh, so we want to make sure that those who are in possession of guns are law-abiding and they're allowed to have them, because uh, typically those aren't the ones that are going to result in... Uh, the violence that we see on the street. So uh, we are uh, attempting to identify those most likely to commit violent crime and uh, targeting them as well as areas where violent crime is most active and targeting those areas to try to alleviate that. And I, I think you're seeing signs of progress
0: the unit, the non-fatal shoot team unit plays a part in that, correct?
1: Yeah, so that is a, a big part and a new addition to our department. And, and the thought being is uh, a non-fatal shooting is, is somebody has been shot and actually a bullet has pierced pierced skin. Uh, I mean, it is essentially, it's a homicide other than it's it didn't hit the right part of the body. Uh, so we should take those seriously. And, and, and we have, but we've kind of... Uh, in the past, lumped them with uh, a unit that investigated numerous other crimes. So if, if you bury a unit investigating all these other things, are are they able to focus enough effort on these non-fatal shootings? So we developed a unit that that's their focus. Uh, we would love to treat them all exactly like a homicide. Um... Not exactly able to do that because of limited resources, but um, having a team that their sole focus is going out, identifying these shooters, using the various tools that we have to uh, track them down, it, it, we're seeing ver- very positive signs of progress.
0: Yeah, they mentioned that each piece of evidence that they collect in those, is, they treat it like a, a gold nugget, and it's got so much of a story behind it that they can use to help not only solve the crime at hand, but maybe even track it to other crimes
1: Yes, yeah, so obviously um, NIbin technology and showcasings are an excellent piece of evidence but um, and I don't want to minimize all of the benefits of science and things like that but ultimately it comes down to the detective and we need to make sure that uh, we have the right people in place that will go and, and not only collect the appropriate evidence but when we get those the information back that they're uh, doggedly uh, chasing every lead so that we can find the person responsible
0: Excellent. So uh, getting back onto the numbers, uh, we're talking with Commander Lopez from the Violent Crimes Bureau, of Phoenix Police. Uh, we were looking at the homicide numbers, and of the 98 homicides from the Jan to June uh, 2023, sixteen uh, percent were domestic violence related. And I understand that this is obvious, this is not your bureau. We do have a family a family investigations bureau that handles domestic violence cases. But you're out there, the team is out there, they're taking a look at these cases. Uh, What that tells us, that number, is that uh, the domestic violence-related homicides are down 20% from last year comparatively. Any reason that you might be able to weigh in on that or what you've observed?
1: Well, so just uh, obviously you mentioned that we do not investigate domestic violence, but we do investigate domestic violence homicides. So if there's a homicide, it comes to the homicide unit regardless of whether or not it's domestic violence. Uh, So, you know, I'm um, some... Presumptions on my part, but we saw a large spike in domestic violence homicides and homicides in general in twenty twenty. Obviously, we went through a pandemic, um, a lot of stressors on people. There were a lot of, you know, a lot of home time where you weren't going into work, uh, you were uh, kind of confined in your home for some point, and so I think, uh, and it's it's not my assumptions. There is a lot a lot of research that's been done that that uh, has kind of indicated that that contributed to some of the crime rise that we saw and specifically a rise in domestic violence. So, um, I'm glad to see that number coming down and I think obviously we're getting back to normal, slowly getting back to normal. So I, I think that contributed for sure. Interesting. And there's also programs. I mean, uh, as it relates to domestic violence, um, there's lots of programs. We would try to catch things early, um, to try to get people uh, assistance if necessary. And, and, um, Support so that it doesn't escalate into something more tragic.
0: Yeah, and we prefer people to call, but we as responders, first responders, not only the call takers, but the fire and police understand domestic violence. That's, that's an emotional situation, highly charged, very dangerous, very volatile, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is a uh, one of the most, you know, most, one of the most dangerous situations that officers respond, respond to. Uh, and it, it it is, it's, it's certainly uh, problematic all the way around. Obviously, oftentimes there's kids involved and it, it it's, It's tough for everybody involved, including the
0: police officer that responds. It's good to to know that not only the empathetic first responders that are there are going to be able to help work them through the situation, but there's services beyond that, too, that we can connect them with.
1: Yeah, the goal, I mean, oftentimes, I would say most times, uh, the people involved stay together. So how do we prevent a a future call? And that's really the goal of the entire part of the criminal justice system.
0: Good. Uh moving on while we have time, uh 7 of the 98 homicides from January to June of 2023 were flagged as gang related. Uh we also have actually have a gang uh enforcement squad. Uh they're uh, are they within your bureau?
1: No, so they're currently housed under the D- drug enforcement bureau.
0: Okay. Uh, so, uh, but they certainly
1: uh, assist us very often.
0: Okay. The uh the number that we were talking about, 7 of the 98 homicides flagged as gang related. This is up 28.6% are gangs an issue in Phoenix?
1: Yeah, certainly. So, uh, gangs have, are kind of evolving, um, you know, in the, in the, uh, I guess I'm dating myself, but in the, in the colors day, you know, everything was very neighborhood based. Um, nowadays with social media, it's kind of a hybrid. Sometimes it's neighborhood based. Sometimes it's just uh, a group of people that gather online. Uh, and a lot of the violence is driven through social media. So one person will insult another person online and and then, a shooting will follow shortly thereafter. So gangs are certainly still an issue in Phoenix. Uh, we do have a gang unit uh, that's been trying to um, go out into um, the department, trying to put on some training for for the younger officers or the patrol officers out on the street, uh, in- in- ensuring that when we come across a gang member, if appropriate, that, you know, we document them so that they're in our database so that, that when these things happen, we can uh, find the perpetrator.
0: Excellent. So uh, just recapping, uh, violent crimes are down, homicides are down, clearances are up. What does it mean when you say that we cleared a case?
1: So you can clear a case in several ways, primarily uh, through an arrest. Uh, you can also clear a case when it's uh, submitted to a prosecutorial agency and a summons, warrants, or com- a complaint is issued. Uh, and lastly is an ex-clear. And what an ex-clear is, is that there's something beyond our control. We've identified the suspect. Um, we know where the suspect's at, but there's something beyond our control, um, that prevents us from arresting, such as the suspect is deceased, is, is a prime example. Um, so that's what an ex-clear is, and that's how cases are cleared.
0: Okay. And you cleared 95 of the 98 UCR homicides. That's 96.9%. Excellent. So,
1: yeah. So we, again, use UCR. So that's not exactly uh, correct. Um, but uh, the, the the UCR clearance rate is accurate. But what, what we get credit for, and again, it's based on a number established by the FBI, is if, let's say, a homicide in 2022 occurred in, like, Uh, November or December, but it's solved in January. It goes towards the 2023 year. So the way that they look at it, the way that it's gauged is how many homicides occur in 2023 and how many homicides are solved in 2023 and that includes if you solve a historical cold case or things like that so that's why you see uh, a, sometimes a number that's even above 100% but that number uh I'm incredibly proud of uh and and I see that number as a a, a team number it's not just the homicide unit uh, it's it's accomplished by the patrol officers that first respond and help secure the scene collect the evidence um it's the lab uh, our Crime Impact Unit is just a tremendous support to all of uh, our Violent Crimes Bureau, and, and they're the guys that go out and you give them the smallest nugget of information and they turn it into uh, you know a, a target car or a target suspect, and they've been incredibly helpful. And that's not to minimize our homicide detectives because I'll put our homicide detectives up against anyone in the country. I believe they are uh, the gold standard, and um, it's really a, a team number, though.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you very much for being here, Commander. Uh, Gabe Lopez with the Phoenix Police Violent Crimes Bureau. And the homicide unit. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Bonifil, for the time. Thanks to my uh, uh, producer, Pablo. Uh, and uh, as always, you can help fight crime in your community, uh, potentially earning a cash reward. Remain completely anonymous by sending tips to Silent Witness. Visit silentwitness.org and call 480 Witness. Visit us at phoenix.gov/police. Follow us on all social media platforms. And until next time, remember we're all in this together, and be safe out there. You've been listening to Five O Info. On Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.